and welcome to another Frenching episode of Cineblokes. I am your host, Benjamin Baker. Um, bonjour. Je, je m'appelle Kaelin Burroughs. Yeah, I don't think that's necessary. Well, I mean, you said it was French. Uh, yeah, you know, I was a play on you know, off the learned. source material kind of thing, you know. Yeah, I mean, I was never good at university, so I don't... My French isn't terribly strong, so... Hey, you know what? Mine's, mine's not even good. Bit of bit of relief that we're not uh, doing that. Yeah, no, we're not going to do the whole show in French. All right. So you're safe, Kaylin. It's all right. You can be your normal all self. Right. Gracias. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's French. Is it? Yeah. I, I don't know. I don't speak languages. Um, yeah, so we actually saw Valerian. Now, I was a bit of a twat because, you know, I told Kaylin hey, we should go see this. And then the general consensus between the two of us was, yeah, maybe not. So neither of us, we both decided, you know, together that we wouldn't do it. And then me being a twat woke up this morning and said, I'm going to do it. And then I didn't include Kaylin. And then Kaylin was like, well, fuck all. I'm going to do it too. So we saw the film completely separately. Um, but it's my fault for not, you know, seeing it together like we normally do. But... Case in point, we have seen Valerian, uh, and you know we're gonna we're gonna review it like we do yeah. on Cineblokes. Valerian, the city of a thousand somethings, <laughs> planets. planets. Strangely, the city of a thousand planets is far more interesting than Valerian himself, That's who true. who is the main character. Yeah. Um. So this is a film directed by Luke Besson. Uh, written by. Written by Luke Besson. If you don't know who that is, uh. He is famed for The Fifth Element and Taken and The Professional. The Transporter. The Transporter, Colombiana. You know, know, all your run-of-the-mill action films. Always stuff with action and driving. Yeah, he's very big on action and driving, yeah. Even in space, there's still a lot of driving somehow. Even to the point of calling themselves drivers instead of pilots. Right. I don't know if that bothered you, but it bothered me. It did. Was like, it did a bit. like, insulting my driving. I'm an excellent driver. So, yeah. I was you're, like, well, you're not fucking driving, are you? You're piloting. You're in a spaceship controlled by a machine. It's not even you. Yeah. Um, yeah so, uh, there's, um, you know, so this is based on a, a book that, you know, even predates the space operas of, you know, Star Wars. Um, so it's a very old... A French... A very graphic old French novel. graphic novel, um, which, you know, Luke Besson was a big fan of this and one of his inspirations for, you know, one of his more famed efforts in The Fifth Element uh, was very much based on Valerian. And you can see that as it comes through when you watch this film, uh, that there's a lot of things that go on in this film that he definitely takes. And he took, you know, from The Fifth Element that was clearly taken from the source material of Valerian. So... Uh, you can see why it's kind of a passion project for him. Yeah. I mean, a very big budget passion project, yes. that's for sure. <laughs> um, yeah, so I guess we can start... I, I actually want to start with the good of the film, uh, which uh, let's start with... Um, let's start with visual effects. Let's start there, because I feel like that's where the strength... That's, that's, but that's where we finish. That you want to finish on a high note. That you want to fin- You want to start with a bad one? Yeah. All right. Yeah. All right, well, let's talk I mean, plot. You know... <laughs> Uh, also, just so everyone knows, the I, I think the, the graphic novel I think was actually uh, Valerian and, and Loreline. 
Oh, okay. So it was. They were both in the title, but you know, you know, you don't want to fucking include a woman in the title of your film. <laughs> we don't like women. No, that's not. That's, that's actually not true. Um, they, don't quote me on that. It's... I thought you were speaking like when you said we. Like you were speaking like you as a studio. Oh yeah, right. Yeah, okay. that's what I meant. Yeah, I didn't want. The... I didn't want anybody to like you know cut. Yeah, because like we. Yeah, right. And then oh. all of a sudden, like Cineblokes hates women. I just you know. I don't want that catastrophe, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, just got to clarify. Hashtag feminism. Yeah. Um, yeah, so uh, Valerian and Loreline will talk plot. So, they are agents of the government? I'll say that with question because it's not very clear. Um, they, no. He's a soldier. They went to university. Look, the be mo- a, so, the movie a- the movie starts off on a, on a paradise. This dream planet filled with, I don't know... Powder's ancestors or something. I don't know. They they're very pale, um, and they were probably all all the motion capture was probably done by Doug Jones. Um, yeah, he plays all of them. Yeah, he must. Him and Andy Serkis. They're yeah. both you know the stars of the film. Uh, I mean, um, uncredited. Yeah, but it's beautiful. And then shit goes down, and someone dies, and uh, then it cut to Valerian, who saw it all as a dream, and then him and. Loreline, his partner, who he apparently wants to marry right out the gate. Yeah, it's it, see, and this is this is something that I feel is classic Luke Besson, where he has this massive scope of a story that he wants to tell, but he doesn't know how to actually tell it. You know what I mean? I, I feel like, especially when he's given a lot of money. Uh, it, it seems to be this thing where he's like, oh, I want to tell this story, and 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 it never really all comes together. So you just get these, these like, like that, where you meet, you literally meet your main character, and right out the gate, he's like, oh, I want to marry you. And she's like, yeah, but you're a player. And he's like, well, I don't care. And I'm like, I don't, yeah. I, I, I don't, I don't yeah. even know your fucking name. I was a player, like, but I'm not anymore because of you. It's like yeah, no. I don't fucking know either. Of you. I don't know either one. Of, I th- Why do I care about this? Yeah. So and, it, it's stuff and, like that. Where and that's a problem is that I feel like you never care at all, like throughout the whole thing. Right. And there's these moments where like one will get captured or something, and the other one will go out of their way to find them, and then the other one will do it. But you never, it, it never feels like it comes from a genuine place. Right. It, it does. Feels like a. Well, this is in the script, so I better yeah. go get her. It feels very forced. It feels very uh, contrived, um, and it, and it it almost feels out of place because it just, you know, like we said, going back to that first moment that we meet those two, and they start in with this, "Marry me," but now you're a player. Like that thing plays out throughout the whole film, and you don't know, and you never know enough about these people. To even care why that matters. And it's such a motivating factor for everything that they do going forward that you're missing this huge part of the movie, of the story. Yeah. And it, it makes it very difficult to kind of get behind your main characters as they go through. And, you know, honestly, to me, I feel like when they were separated and they weren't doing the whatever the fuck it was they were doing. They were more interesting. I actually thought they were far more interesting. Um, You know, there's moments where Loreline has interactions with aliens um, as she's trying to find Valerian, uh, because they do get separated quite a bit. Um, And those interactions are her strongest parts. That's where she's the most interesting in, you know, communicating with other people. Valerian's the same way. But every time they try to pair them together and have this relationship, it it, it just never really lands. No, no. 
Never. Not even, no, not even in not, the end. Not even in the end. Yeah, right. There's a whole, they do the classic, you know, love conquers all kind of thing. And, you know, there's so little emotional connection to them that when they try to land that emotional gravitas, you're just kind of like, yeah, I don't fucking care. Well, and also <laughs> that comes from such a, a weird place that don't make no sense. So we're, we're jumping ahead, but so look, they, when we meet them, they're sent on a mission. This mission relates somewhat to the dream sequence that he had. Right. And we learn later that it's a planet that was destroyed 30 years back. And everyone believed that it was, well, the story is that the planet was uninhabited, but right. we know that it wasn't. And now there, there's something going on in the city of a thousand planets. There's some sort of contamination that they're needed to go solve. They meet their commander, Clive Owen who you can tell right out the gate that this twat is hiding something. Like, he's yeah. clearly... He, <laughs> he has he has bad guy face, like, pretty early on. Yeah, it's pretty straightforward. Also, look, I, I don't know what happens to people, you know, when they work for long enough, but that man has aged tremendously. It, it was... He looked like he had been the president for eight years. Like, he had just... It's... You know, it's a movie. You know, they can spray paint hair no, and stuff. No, he he looked aged, like... No, see, and that's where I disagree because you messaged me that before I saw him, and yeah. then I saw him, and I was like, I don't know the fact Benjamin's talking about. I, said, I don't know. I just felt, I just felt he looked. Maybe he was just dead behind the eyes while he's playing yeah. his role. It's like I don't even know I'm in this movie. <laughs> I don't know I'm in this film. <laughs> so yeah, so he's a bad guy. Uh, then these people show up and kidnap him, who are the same people we saw in Paradise at the beginning. Long story short, it's all about getting to them and finding out what's going on at the center of this city of a thousand planets. And what it turns out to be is this big plot that's been orchestrated by Clive Owen's character, who is actually responsible for their planet being destroyed. They were having a war in space. He knew the planet was inhabited and decided to blow up the enemy ship anyway. And it crashed into the planet and killed everyone. Yeah. So no. he, he thought he got away with it. Yeah, and before it, before you cry spoilers, and then he didn't. Before you cry spoilers, which I know some of you will, um, none of this is that hard to figure out within the first. Uh, like we said, the minute you see Clovo and you're like, oh yeah, he's a bad guy. It's very very obvious. It's yeah. really easy to kind of piece all this stuff together. So. And you and you might be thinking, but Kalen, maybe maybe I'm not as uh, astute at picking up bad guys as you are. And no, he. The, the moment they meet him, he seems like a, an all right chap. But then he has to get on uh, with someone higher in charge. And they're like, by the way, Valerian and the the girl, they're going to be your bodyguards. And then he immediately goes into bad guy face. Oh, yeah, right away. I've arranged, you know, I've already arranged for my own security. <laughs> like lowers his voice, yeah, gets right. real angry in the yeah. face. And then and you're just like... Oh, yeah, no, he's a bad guy. To, to top that off, if you still weren't convinced, if you thought, oh, maybe he's trying to throw you off, when he leaves the room, he turns to a robot guard and goes, if anything doesn't go according to plan, you know what to do. And I'm like, oh, he just yeah. gave them all execution yeah. orders, yep. and they're all going to turn on fucking everybody. And there's nothing subtle about <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, no, not at all. They don't even try to and hide then, that that's what's going to happen. And they keep showing these robots later on. Right. And every time people see them, they're like, what are they doing here? And they're like, oh, they answer only to him. And yeah. at one point when he goes missing, they're like, yeah, no, we can't even deactivate him without his order. You're like, yeah, no, they're going to kill everyone yeah, yeah. eventually. It's just, you know, just deactivate them yourself. Shoot them in the fucking head because yeah. they're going to kill you all. So anyway, we get to the end. They've uh, 
the reason that they kidnapped him uh, is to get a confession out of him. So with it, also, they so on their planet they had a power source. There was these pearls, and they also have these little, cute, adorable, guinea pig lizard things that and shit out pearls. Yeah, if you if they eat something, they replicate it. But what? Uh, yeah, presumably it looks like shitting it out. And that's what they, so there's one of these things left in existence, and there's one pearl left in existence, and apparently they can go recreate their planet if only they can get a hold of this thing and the pearl at the same time. Right. So, the end of the movie, they get that. They get that, right? And, uh, you know, Clive Owen, he fucking goes crazy like Hitler, you know. (laughs) And he's, yeah, I fucking did it. <laughs> and so I'll do it all again. Yeah. <laughs> Classic villain. Yeah. <laughs> um, but so what happens is Valerian and Loreline, they're there trying to help. And they hear the whole story, the whole plight. And it also turns out that the reason that Valerian dreamed about them is because the girl that we see killed at the beginning of the movie, they, she can send a spirit out, apparently. And she inhabits like you do. She inhabits Valerian, and so she doesn't have like control over him, but she kind of guided him yeah, to them right. and all that. So you assume that she has a bit of sway, and the the girl's like, "Here's the pearl," and then she goes to give him the little animal thing, and he's like, "No, no, we can't do that." He's like, "That thing is valuable, and I'm I'm a soldier, and I can't do it without." Yeah. Gov- and then she gives, like you said, she gives him the. But love, yeah, and then he's no. like, okay, it's this- it's all very contrived, and it's you know it's one of those things too where it's a it's a plot device that could be very interesting. It could be very intriguing of you know this you know ancient not ancient but this being has attached itself to our main character, and you know he he's not quite sure why, but this is how it's affecting him, you know. But it's. The story is executed so poorly yeah. that we that you don't even realize that that's a thing until it gets revealed. You know what I mean? There's yeah, no, there's no flashes. Like yeah. he's, he's not having weird flashes throughout the movie. Yeah, it's, it's like just, an hour and 30 in. He's like, oh, I think I've got a woman inside me. Yeah. And you're like, wait, what the fuck? Since yeah. when? Yeah. Well, yeah, at one point he's like, it's like she's guiding me. I think she's in me. <laughs> no preface. <laughs> just... Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, and the way it happens at the end, like he goes from really siding with these people and wanting to help them to like turning on a dime and like, no, we can't give him that. Yeah. On an instant, and then immediately flip flops back when she's like, right. And and he's you again. This goes back to us not knowing anything about our main characters. Is he goes into this whole thing of like, oh, I'm a soldier and I got to follow rules and I'm all about the rules, and you're like, the fuck you aren't. We've just yeah. watched you fuck up everything you've ever yep. done and like disregard yeah. protocol. From the moment the movie started, <laughs> yeah. you've you're been the, like... You're the rebel agent. Like, what yeah. the fuck are you talking to about? To hell with the rules. Yeah, no. And she's apparently the rebel that's like, oh, yeah, no, that's... Forget the... And you're like, no, that, I, I don't know anything about you and I know that neither one of those things are true. Yeah. <laughs> um, so oh, the Valerian's played by Dane... I guess, we, should we get in the casting? Yeah, yeah. get in the casting. Dane... Dehan. Dane Dehan. Dehan. Who I actually genuinely like. If you don't know who he is, he was in The Amazing Spider-Man 2. Yeah. He was the right. green goblin right. guy. A better, a better, you know, interpretation or a better character for him. He was in Chronicle. If you saw that, he was great in Chronicle. Um, he's in The Place Beyond the Pines. Um, so he's, he's done a lot of stuff. And Loreline was played by Kara... Can you not read? You read that. 
There's is like it, six it, consonants is, in a row. Is it French? Delavigne. 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 No, yeah. de, that's not Delavigne. 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 <laughs> what fucking part of England were you born in? I don't know how to fucking say that. Let's just call it Cara Champagne. I don't know. <laughs> she looked very familiar, though. And that's she did she look very... She was in Suicide Squad. Oh... Yeah. I'm telling you, Kaylin, is... I tried so hard to place her face, and I could well, not. She looked rather different in Suicide Squad. This, honestly, you telling me that is a bigger reveal than anything that happened in Valerian yeah. right now. Yeah, but it was bugging me because I, I couldn't place it. Yeah. When I was watching it, I was like, oh, I know this bitch, and I know she was in something I didn't like. <laughs> so, yeah, so that's where that's from. But All the right. two of these characters... They just have no chemistry with each other. They really don't. And, you know, some of that is... Uh, and I, I'm actually going to defend them because I actually think that it has more to do with the story and the script that was given to them uh, over their capabilities. Because, like we said, when they're separate, they're actually very interesting. So I think if they were given a bit more of, you know, actual plot and actual character yeah. development, I think they're, they're good enough actors to you know create yeah. that chemistry between them but because they're not given enough and sorry to go back to it again but just knowing that right out the gate we get this marry me know you're a player before we even fucking know their names it's really hard for you to you know put that together as a oh there's a love yeah. story here like, and, and i know? mean i understand they were trying to rush it like oh these two have been working together a while and that's why he feels that way but it would have been better to see them at the start of their partnership being assigned together right and maybe he tries to flirt and she's like oh you've got this reputation you know, this reputation right and yeah. then you know and then maybe as they work together like do the first mission and then he sees how she helps and then he's like oh marry me but even not serious yeah, you know almost right. And then develop it from there. But we didn't get that. Um, and you're absolutely right. Because when I was seeing it, the theater I was in, uh, the only time the movie got laughs, where I think laughs were intended, was when they was apart. Yeah. So when she's with the weird monsters that want to eat her brain, uh, yeah, she got laughs there. Right. When he was with Rihanna, a.k.a. Bubble, yeah. that, there was laughs yeah. to be had Who, there. A side note, and I know we're going to get to it, but... Honestly? Well, let's just get to it. All right. So, Rihanna as Bubble, who's like a shapeshifter, yeah. who can be anybody, anytime, anywhere. Surprisingly a standout for me. I actually enjoyed her character more than... She was enjoyable. My, my problem was that she's introduced rather late in the film. Yes. And then she's only around for a few minutes before they, spoiler alert, kill her the fuck off. But and see, we're supposed to feel... Right. I, I was just like be, one of those... Yeah. Sort of like, yeah if she'd have been around longer, I would have been devastated. But yeah. I didn't give a fuck. Right. And that's, again, it, it goes back to poor storytelling. It's poor execution. But, you know, typically if I see Rihanna's name in a film, I'm just like, oh, well, that's a waste. But it, honestly, she was, I wanted to know more about her. I, I was actually, I was more sad that she died because I wanted to see more of her than I was at the fact that she died. You I know would, what I mean? Yeah. I would like to point out that when we saw Spider-Man Homecoming, I mentioned a little thing called white privilege. Oh, yeah. About Gwyneth Paltrow. Right. But you know what? White privilege knows no gender because it was featured prominently in this. Rodger Hauer. 
was oh listed God, in the starring category. No, he was not. He's in the fucking movie all of two seconds. No way. Yeah, don't you remember the opening credits? It was like, he was, I, I want to say he came up before Clive Owen. Jesus. He was pretty early on in the credits, and he's in the movie again. May I'll say 30 seconds tops. He gives uh, a little opening, opening spiel right at the beginning because they kind of explain how the City of a Thousand oh, Planets yeah, that's, was developed. That's right. He does do and that. And that's right. And even when he showed up and I was like, but this is the past. So he, how's he going to be in this movie? Well, guess what? Yeah, he's not. He's not in the movie. Yeah, no. And there's a, there is a cameo uh, by Ethan Hawke. Um, and look, we could even... Cameos a stretch. Rutger Hauer made a cameo. Yeah, no, it's true. <laughs> he, uh, I would say Ethan Hawke was more of a, a just a, a minor role, you know, more I more than a cameo. I mean, he gets a minute and thirty yeah. screen time, he had maybe at least two pages in that script. <laughs> it was just so weird because I didn't know. It, it again, it's one of those things where it's like, oh, because he is essentially the, uh, I guess, pimp of you know, he's like a cowboy pimp. No, his uh, character name is Jolly the Pimp. Okay, all right, yeah. So he's a pimp, and he's Bubbles' pimp, and so he, you know, basically sells her out as, you know, and that dynamic, he is tired of it, he's bored, but he's eccentric, and he's weird, and it's, again, it's one of those things where, like, I want to see more of this. I want to see more of this weirdo, Ethan Hawke, just being just fucking yeah. nut. You know what I mean? Yeah, it, it, and that was also one of the more flimsy plot points too, because it was when so Valerian travels into this pleasure district because he needs this shapeshifter, right? He needs to. He's trying to go mount a rescue for the girl, and uh, Ethan Hawke's character pops out. You know, he's on the street trying to drive business into his establishment. He's like, "What do you want? I've got it." And he's like, "Well, I need a shapeshifter." And he's like, "I've got one." That was like the only thing he had. Yeah. No, so, that's it. That's all he had. What? Yeah, like, I, how fucking convenient was that? I don't know. I, it, again, it, that execution where there are, yeah. there are these things that are... Fu- and, and look, this is something that really bothered me. And I know we're moving away from, you know, cussing and, and those kinds of things. But one of the things that bothered me the most is that all of these concepts are very, very intriguing. The idea of a city of a thousand planets you only get to see glimpses of what that actually is. And every time you do, you're like, I no, I wanna learn can you stop? Get get away from Valerian. I wanna see I wanna see this alien race and what they do. All of that is is fascinating and it's done very well. And, and yeah, but we don't get enough. No, and of that's it. the thing. If you're gonna name your film Valerian and the City of a Thousand Planets, the City of a Thousand Planets better be the focal point of the plot, not just a location. Yeah, right. And that's really all it is. Yeah. You know, and, and yeah, if there was some storyline involving maybe, a, I don't know, a civil war of sorts on this city of a thousand planets right. that's being orchestrated by someone like Clive Owen's character yeah. or something for some reason, and Valerian has to stop it, and in doing so, has to unite the people of this city. Yeah. That would be something. Right. Because we get to know it. But it's not. Like, yeah. the plot just literally takes place somewhere in the city. And the they try to play it up like, oh, this it affects the entire city. But ultimately, it didn't. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Right. It doesn't at all. Um, I One of the things that I think, and then we'll get on to visual effects and, and close it out. But one of the things that I really believe is that this film would serve way better as a television series 
because all of those things that we've had gripes with, because overall, I, I know we've talked, you know, quite a bit of shit on the film, but I didn't hate it. I, I know it seems yeah, no, like it's... I did, but I really didn't. And honestly, the things I have the gripes about the most can be fixed by if you gave it 10 episodes and spread out that whole story so that you get the character development. You get to see more of a, a thousand yeah. planets. You get to see more of, you know, Clive Owen and why he's motivated by what he is. And the, you know, you know, if you spread that out over 10 hours instead of two hours of a film and gave everybody these things, you'd be able to really execute all of those stories a lot more and everything would make a lot more sense. And honestly, I would absolutely watch the shit out of a Valerian TV show if that if they just turned that movie yeah, and like into said, a into you know, that as much as I didn't really care for Dane or Kara together like you said separately they was fine and it, well, it's not it's not bad acting it's not like it's, we're not talking right. like Hayden Christensen in uh, yeah no it, it's Star not Wars. it's not Hayden Christensen and Natalie Portman yeah. where there's nothing they yeah, can do <laughs> no no it's not like that at all but it's, it again it's just it's just forced um, yeah little tweaks yeah like you said could make the difference because yeah. it is it's a fine bit of sci-fi right you know uh so yeah it's visuals you you want to talk visuals yeah so visually the film is absolutely stunning i i thought you know strange mention but every time i see the justice league trailer i just roll my eyes at how terrible the cgi looks from for almost all of it and then you watch a film like this and you're like you can fucking do it. Like 90% of this film is CGI and it's done beautifully. It's done very, very well. And all the aliens we meet are unique and they look great. Even the alien race that it opens on where it's on this paradise, you know, it's, it's a visual masterpiece. I feel like it, it feels very good. And what I like about it is it does kind of take a page from the avatar, you know, world kind of thing without having to use that state-of-the-art 3D. So you get this great visual immersion without it kind of being thrown in your face. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. um, and I, I enjoyed it. I thought the visuals were great. I yeah. mean, you're not wrong. I don't know what else to say there. <laughs> they are they are very good. Yeah. I mean, the, the like I said there, when you're first introduced to like this beach world, you know, where they, they just, it's... You want to spend the rest of your life there. Yeah, you know? right. So, you're absolutely right. Um, Shall we rate it? Us up. So we rate it, yeah. All right. Uh, I am going to give it three out of five Valerian douchebag grins. Yeah, he, he does it a lot. He, he's he got this, this douchey grin that he does basically every time he speaks to Loreline. And I'm just like, can you stop being weird and creepy and just you know either smile like a normal person or just don't so that's that's what i'm giving it all right yeah uh i'm gonna give it oh, i'll see uh did i like it at a three i don't think so i'm gonna give it 2.5 although three would have been the perfect number but uh, i'm gonna give it 2.5 out of five duck-faced wheel and deal information aliens <laughs> Out of five, yeah. All right. They pretty... were they were delightful. They, they, no, they were absolutely... Those aliens were my favorite thing in that I, whole movie. Again, they were one of those I, things where you're like, I want to see more of them. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, I, absolutely, I, I want more of them. I could see a whole movie about I, them. Absolutely, 100%. Yeah. I, don't, I don't even know what they're fucking called. I, I, they called. She called them pigeons at one point, well, yeah, but and they, it was an insult, yeah, was but like, it was fine. Well, I, they didn't know. It was like, what's a, what's a pigeon? <laughs> I didn't fucking know. 
Um, yeah. I think Valerian says what they are at one point, or maybe she. I think she does say what she they does are. say it because they approach but, her while she's yeah. standing outside. But and, yeah, yeah, they were terrific. So. But yeah, no, they were fun. Um, all right, well, this has been Cineblokes. I'm Benjamin Baker. I'm Kaylin Burrows, and we will see you after the next film. Bonsoir. Bonsoir.